This podcast is a part of the Wildcat Podcast Network. Welcome back to another episode of Popcat, where we talk all things gaming, movies, and TV, and just general pop culture. I'm joined today by Christina Kaufman. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being on. And today, you know, this was, uh, to give the uh, listeners a little bit of background, for a while, we've known each other for about two and a half years now. Something like that. And uh, we've always, like, it somehow just struck, like, after about a year of knowing each other, it was just like, oh, you cook? Oh, yeah. It was just like, you also watch Bon Appetit? Yes, you also watch Binging with Babish? <laughs> right. And uh, that led me to today's discussion where I was just like, oh, it's not only with uh, the Rona, everybody's just inside cooking, mm-hmm. or they're going out to other places to get food, mm-hmm. but... uh. At the beginning of the coronavirus last year, which is a daunting statement to say. <laughs> we're, we're almost at that anniversary mark. Uh, but no, at the beginning of uh, corona last year, all the uh, controversy happened with the Bon Appetit test kitchen, mm-hmm. who is owned by Condé Nast. Mm-hmm. And how that started was, uh, well, uh, I guess... How about you start with, when when did you start watching Bon Appetit, and how did you get into that? Oh, shoot. I started watching Bon Appetit uh, probably, like, four or five years ago, Um, and I started with getting into uh, kombucha, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so I started with uh, It's Alive with Brad, and, like, that series is just... I don't know. I want to say that's basically what it is. It's alive. But that doesn't really tell people who don't watch it much. So he does all kinds of fun stuff with like uh, cultures and yeast. And the episode that I first watched was he was making his own kombucha. Um, And then that just turned into YouTube's algorithm doing its thing and showing me all kinds of other videos from Bon Appetit and the Test Kitchen. And then I just fell down a rabbit hole of like being obsessed with cooking videos and all these different like smaller series that this channel as a whole put out. Right. Um, like Gourmet Makes. Um, oh, I don't remember what the one that Molly does is titled. But uh Oh yeah, the uh like she learned something new. Yeah, and they give her all these like hints throughout. It's fun. But yeah, probably like four or five years ago is when I started watching Bon Appetit. Right. And I also I, I found Bon Appetit around uh, my freshman year. And then I started watching Binging with Babish my senior year of high school. Mm. And how it uh, started for me was in an episode of Binging with Babish. For those of you who don't know, he'll take uh, food from TV or movie or video games and recreate them. And he was, uh, I think, making Garfield's lasagna. (laughs) And he had Brad on to uh, make ricotta. And so that's how, like, I crossed over into Bon Appetit. And after Mm -hmm. that, like, I just looked at the whole back catalog and kept working my way forward. But uh, definitely the, I know how people say, like, with cooking videos, just like, oh, well, you're just going to watch it and, like, never make the thing. But (laughs) watching Bon Appetit, like, really inspired me to, like, get into become the home cook I am now. Mm-hmm, for sure. Same goes with me. And not and even before, like, uh, COVID times, um, I was getting more into cooking because I had decided to be pescatarian. So it just means, as far as meat goes, I only eat fish. Right. And so just having that restricted diet um, felt like I had less options, but also gave me the opportunity to figure out that I had just as many, if not more options. And, um, I wanted to get more into cooking and then COVID and quarantine happened. And I was like, I guess I'm not going anywhere except my local grocer. So might as well get in the kitchen. And kind of going off what you said, I feel like, uh, cooking really like, and especially if you're dieting or you're making a life choice with how you decide to eat Mm -hmm. cooking really prompts that because say if you were a person that didn't cook like for example i'm doing intermittent fasting and i've really gotten in the routine of doing it after trying it over and over again and it totally helps because i know how to cook and so Mm -hmm. i'll just be like and it's astounding that's one of the things coming to college will teach you is like oh some people just don't know 
anything about being in a kitchen. Mm-hmm. They really don't. And they've never had to, like, cook for themselves or do their own laundry. But, I mean, that's a whole other conversation. Right. <laughs> but uh, at the beginning, I was, uh, like, cook. being able to cook definitely assisted with that. And... Like, it felt like even after I got out of my classes, I'd be coming back and watching B.A. Mm -hmm. And I felt like it was just, like, homework, but for, like, life. Right. That's – I really like how you put that. Um, So – about BA and like people, you know, being into this really big like cooking show uh, trend, I guess. Um, There are plenty of times – or, you know, I would say probably 75% of the time I watch the – video and then I don't execute the recipe because sometimes they're very complicated and like I don't have the skills to to do those things but um they share a lot of like small things that I can do and like really just like builds up my own cooking repertoire I guess um especially I have figured out so many ways to make eggs and if any of my students listens to this they will know that i talk about how much i love cooking eggs all the time um and that was one of my favorite bone appetit videos is when molly goes to the ostrich farm Mm -hmm. and she has to like cook an ostrich egg so many different ways fascinating because when uh they're going through i think like they uh had a set of videos where it's like the b8 uh chefs will uh, do their rendition on a certain thing. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. like, they did have a whole episode where they did eggs. And, mm-hmm. like, it cut back and forth of, like, well, you don't want to salt the eggs uh, before they're done cooking because it'll do all this and that. And just, like, it is nice that they all, ha- like, different people from different walks of life, mm-hmm. like, having their different opinions on how cooking should be done. For sure. I agree. And like it's those little things like that, like when to season your eggs or, you know, how long to brine your meat and stuff like that. It's little things that I like that that I take away and use in the kitchen more than anything. Right. And uh, one of the things that really struck me uh, that I didn't expect to spark an interest in me at all, uh, Brad did a video of how to clean and like restore cast iron oh yeah and so after that i was like well okay and i was in walmart and i saw like a 20 dollar 12 inch cast iron pan i was like okay let me try this and now i am just like 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 it is legit like i saw a tweet where it was like i don't need kids i have cast iron (laughs) i'm like it's it's a commitment like it's like having a pet it's responsibility you gotta oil it and Mm -hmm. take care of it and Mm -hmm. do all that but the moment i had uh the cast iron pan it was uh the video of carla being like here's how you make a steak uh in cast iron and like so it's all like bon appetit old bon appetit and we'll get into that shortly is definitely like required watching for home cooks I for feel. sure for sure you're gonna pick up on those little tips that are going to just be like the base of your knowledge for you know being an adult and cooking your own meals right uh well i guess before we go further what sort of things do you like to cook i guess would be a good i love to cook eggs <laughs> <laughs> no uh, aside from eggs but like i honestly do cook eggs every single day um and Usually the same way, but sometimes we switch it up. Um, But I really enjoy, I've been really into making like Asian food recently. I Mm -hmm. made spring rolls, Vietnamese spring rolls, and let me clarify, um, yesterday. And they come, are you wrap them in rice paper? And so you have to like get them wet and then they're all sticky and weird. And so I tried that yesterday. But Asian food has been like my go-to because it's so quick and so simple. Right. Uh, For me, like, one of the things when I first uh, moved off campus and got my own place, like, I was like, I learned how to make egg drop soup. Because it is a lot, like, it's really simpler than people would actually think it is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But for me, uh, recently I've been getting into making Italian food. Because I bought a enameled Dutch oven. Uh And uh, (laughs) I made... uh, homemade pasta sauce and I had to cook for six hours in the uh, oven but like I told my friends I'd never felt more like an Italian grandma (laughs) because I was up early in the morning just squishing tomatoes with my hands that's amazing I would love to do that one of these days have you seen the TikTok pasta 
<sighs> that's the thing. We have oh, well, that'd be a good thing to get your opinion on. What do you think, like, of all the TikTok food trends? Oh, I love it. I I honestly love TikTok. I was so adamant because I, because R.I.P. Vine. Um, yeah. I was didn't want to get into TikTok because I was so sad about Vine. But I'm when quarantine happened, I was like, I'm not doing anything else. So I got TikTok, and like it has taught me like so many things about cooking just like bon appetit has but like in su- at such a smaller scale right. like the videos are only like 60 seconds or something like that um but i like the trends it makes things feel like more accessible especially with that pasta that i mentioned it uses feta cheese and i don't think a lot of people especially around here are like familiar with all the different cheese options yeah you like the uh, one of the TikTok food trends, I'll actually fess up to trying. I kept seeing people uh, do the pancake cereal. Like they did the little, like instead of making a big pancake, oh. they would do the little dollops of pancake batter, scoop it up, put it in a bowl. <laughs> did it get soggy? No, it didn't actually. Oh, hmm. But it, uh, but yeah, it's definitely like I I view like not to uh, dog on TikTok that much. <laughs> But I definitely view it as an avenue to get people interested in that sort of thing. For sure. For sure. And the algorithm, if you like one, it'll figure out, oh, let's show them more and more and more. And then before you know it, you're watching the videos on YouTube. Right. But uh, with the uh, Bon Appetit, when I finally figured out, like, oh, these cooking videos are crossing into the mainstream Mm -hmm. because you would see on uh the tonight show like chefs like uh gordon ramsay and all these other a-list chefs but Mm -hmm. when i saw claire on fallon i was like oh this is actually in the mainstream why other people like this (laughs) and then another thing another one where i was like oh this is actually popular is uh when carla did the back-to-back uh oh those are so fun challenges Mm -hmm. and like People were like, oh, you got to get this celebrity and this celebrity. And it just became a normal thing Mm -hmm. uh, just with celebrities going on these food channels. Like, and even like another food culture thing is like hot ones. Oh, I watched I watched that one, too. The new episodes are weird because you can't be in the same space. Right. But yeah, I I love hot ones as well. And like even I've realized I think they realized, they were like, okay, we need to evolve other than, like, okay, we're just a hot wing show. Mm-hmm. Because they have a show called The Burger Show. Oh. And they really, like, deep dive into, like, these are the flavors and this is the origin of the burger mm-hmm. and this and that. So it's all super interesting. But I guess to get back to the beginning with uh, B.A., mm. it came out that... uh the editor-in-chief was at a party in blackface, which is – well, brownface, which yeah. is – don't do either. Yeah, don't do that. Not, <laughs> not a good move. Not a good move. Never want to do. And then after that, it sparked uh, Sola El Whaley to come out and admit that she wasn't getting uh, – she was severely underpaid mm-hmm. uh, going against, like, how much work she actually put in. Right. And somebody did make a video of, like, all the compilations when any time any of the chefs were on camera. And, like, they'd be like, oh, I don't know how to do Oh, Solo would know. And then mm-hmm. they'd go get her. Because, like, like, there were a bunch of times where Claire couldn't temper chocolate or oh, Brad yeah. couldn't temper chocolate. And then they'd go get Solo. Because she's the master of it she, all. And she'd know what she was doing. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was really kind of heartbreaking to like find out. Well, one with the um, editor in chief, if you are familiar with the videos, you'll see him pop in and out every once in a while, and you can just get a weird vibe that nobody's that fond of him in the first place. Especially Molly. <laughs> Especially Molly. That's why she was my favorite. But um, yeah, and so like it doesn't it didn't really surprise me because I was like these people are getting bad vibes from him. I'm getting bad vibes from him through a screen. And um but then, you know, it kind of just steamrolled into like all of these other things like Sola coming out and talking about how she's not getting paid as much as, you know, her like white coworkers. Right. And then so many other people of color who worked at Bon Appetit came out as well and like 
it was crazy. It was a whole drama thing. And it was, uh, like, another issue that they pointed out was, like, people like her and Rick and uh, mm. Priya. Mm-hmm. Like, they were like, okay, well, all we're making is European dishes and Italian food. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's it. But let's explore these other cultures. And they were really, like, pushing them down. Mm-hmm. And a guest chef, uh, Hawa Hassan, was... Uh, on the show for a bit, and then she immediately peaced out because... I forgot about her now that you mentioned it. They were really pushing her down for making all these extravagant dishes. I mean, well, no one's really going to make that. But I'm like, there were a bunch of, like, videos I watched where it was like, no, I would like to know how to make this Jamaican dish or Mm -hmm. this African dish. Mm -hmm. So I feel with, uh, like, and with them now, like... With the fallout of the whole situation, they did get a cast with more uh, people of color. Mm-hmm. But, like, the tone isn't... Like, it does seem... At the beginning, I, I can't speak for now, but when they introduced all the people, it just felt like, well, don't worry, we have people of color now. Come back. It was like, so awkward, and you could tell that everybody just, like, knew that that was the undertone of everything, and it's not the same. Right. It's getting a little better. I did watch a video recently about, um, I can't remember what her name was, but she made a breakfast sandwich. I love my egg content. <laughs> but uh, it was all right. It was better, but still not the same. Right. Nothing is the same with everything going on. But but uh, with all of that, the, um, oh my gosh, uh, when I w- was watching Binging with Babish, because mm-hmm. after all of that, happened with Bon Appetit, I started, like, venturing into binging with Babish even more. Mm -hmm. And then eventually I was like, man, he is getting a lot more. Like, I saw him in a Hulu commercial, and I was like, man, he is just getting all of this money. Mm -hmm. And then he was like, I'm buying a house in New York, which is probably super expensive. I just watched a video of his house tour. It's insane. It's like three stories. Right. And then when uh, I was like, okay, he's getting all of this advertisement money. What is he doing? And then, like, when Sola guessed it, I was like, people were all in the comments like, you know, Babish should really, like, get Sola and just, like, hijack all, like, the BA people. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, he probably can't get all of them. But when he finally announced, like, okay, we're trying out ten episodes of uh, Stump Sola, mm-hmm. and we're going to see how it goes. Like, I was super, and that's why he mentioned, he was like, we're doing a lot more advertisements now, so I can pay her adequately and right. things like that. And I was like, this dude's just good. He's genuinely a good person. Heck, yeah. I think it, like, has a lot to do with the fact that he did start so small. Right. And then also just seeing everything play out and just being a part of that cooking world and understanding, like, all the crap that Sola probably dealt with at BA, but also, like, all the hard work she had to put in to get to BA. Right. No, but the, uh, watching the first episode of, uh, Stump Sola, I was like, okay, and it was a little awkward at first, I'll Mm -hmm. admit, like, but now I'm like, she actually feels like, you can tell, even in that first episode, like, she felt comfortable. Mm -hmm. Like, she wasn't on edge, like, in the, like, the later BA videos. Yeah. And now it's just, like, like even if I put her video in the watch later list, like, I'll at least go upvote it. Mm-hmm. Just because I'm like, I support this. I really want to see her make more content. Me too. And, like, it's so interesting just how, uh, like, it'll be like, okay, you have to make this, but, like, you have to put bugs in it. And she actually, <laughs> like, successfully pulls that off. Oh, it's crazy the things I've seen on that Stumping with Sola show. Like, who would have thought that you could, you know, just have, create something out of what you thought was nothing. Right. And I think I watched one. She made ice cream with, I want to say it was like a garlic flavored ice cream or something crazy oh, like uh, that. Oh, popcorn. Yes. Um. I don't know. It's interesting. And I'm not going to make popcorn flavored ice cream on my own time. But was it cool to watch? Yes. I support it. Right. But talking about, like, where some of the BA cast Mm -hmm. uh, did and ended up going after the fact, like, like, obviously, Claire was the most popular of all the chefs that they had. Mm -hmm. And so it was it was interesting to see, like, she went silent for a while and then, like released her uh cookbook Mm -hmm. and then now like it's just like every week there's 
uh, an episode on her personal channel. And now they come out so not so early, but they come out at ten in the morning, which I really appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> but like, uh, like this most recent video she did was like, uh, like doing like a homemade like from scratch confetti cake, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I was like, now all over Reddit and Instagram, I see people being like, I made this Claire Saffitz confetti cake, and I'm like. She definitely knew she was the most popular one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But uh, speaking of, like, recipes you'll watch and then, like, not make all of her... Uh, oh, all her gourmet makes? Gourmet makes. Because when she's reading all the ingredients and then... There there were some episodes, I'll admit, like... Like, like it's like going straight from, uh, like, straight to dessert. Because there were some episodes I'm like, oh, this is a 40-minute episode on making gushers let me just skip to the end when she's (laughs) figured it out but uh the one i got closest to actually recreating was the pop tart episode oh i've seen a lot of people on instagram recreate that and i feel like it's probably one of the easier ones that are hot pockets right but uh i wanted to know which one were you like the closest to being like okay i might do that one oh um Probably Hot Pockets. Just because, like, um, more recently, I've been getting more into, like, trying to make my own bread quarantine. Like, right. I made I made bread. <laughs> and um, and so I'm, like, not scared of dough anymore. And, um, yeah, I just felt like <clears throat> what made – what steered me away from the Pop-Tarts one was how she, like, made the um, – the mold, I guess, or like the stencil mm-hmm. out of a silpat, and she cut it, and I was just like, I don't have the materials to do right. all this. And if it doesn't come out exactly square, I'm gonna feel like a failure. At least with, um, at least with the hot pockets, I had a little bit more leeway because cheese does things, and you know, you know, you can't control it. <laughs> right, but like getting into this whole like foodie culture, like I feel like. Like, all these people are really taking back, like, the people that actually cook mm-hmm. are taking back foodie. Because, mm-hmm. like, it used to be foodie at the beginning. It's just like, oh, I'm taking a picture of my avocado toast. Right. And now, like, because I'll admit, like, I feel a bit iffy when I take pictures of my food. But I'm like, if I'm, like, when I made the pasta sauce, I was like, okay, I t- this took six hours to do. I can take a picture of this right and there's nothing wrong with being proud of it i am so shameless i take pictures of my food at restaurants i take pictures of my food at my house at my parents house my mom is like what are you doing why do they need to see your food before you actually eat it <laughs> why does why are you opening the curtains i'm like i gotta get the good lighting okay but no, uh <laughs> like Kind of like with my mom, she I found her. She's getting a bit jealous because mm. I'll call her up and I'll like send her pictures and I'll be like, "Oh, I made these pork chops with garlic mashed potatoes," mm-hmm. and she'll be like, "What? Why do you make all the good stuff when you're at home? Like, <laughs> how about you come back and make the good stuff here?" Oh, that's funny. Like, have you found like any of that? Like people like. Like, it's like when, like, being a guy with a truck, like, the moment people are trying to move, they'll be like, hey. Like, but, like, knowing how to cook, have you noticed people be like, hey, can you, like, share some of your expertise with me? Or can you cook this? Oh, for sure. I don't know if it was when I, like, I don't know if I've seen an episode that directly, like, correlates. But um, I make baked macaroni and cheese at all my family gatherings and my mom used to be the one to make it but then i don't know what happened it just started not coming out that great (laughs) and so i was like let me do it and uh yeah so that's my that's people's go-to for me is baked macaroni and cheese and i know this is a controversial question somebody asked me this and they're like well do you think you're a better cook than your mom and i'm like no there's just some stuff like she'll know how to make and i'll just like i found with parents i like i tried to ask her i'm like hey i really like this meal growing up how do you make it he's like okay you need this 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 and this and i'm like okay but what are the units of measurement be like, <laughs> you just add enough and you i'm just like no <laughs> like and that's the only thing i'm just like like where we differ because i'm so like analytical when mm. it comes to cooking and i will like like, after I've done a recipe to death, I'll just be like, 
okay, let me improv my own version of it. Right. And that sort of thing. But uh, what would you say to that? Do you think that you're oh, a better cook? Definitely not. I have not been cooking long enough to be a better cook than my mom. Have I tried more, like, intricate, like, complicated recipes than my mom? Probably. But, like, it's that, you know, comfort food that – I am always asking her about the right. stuff that like makes you feel at home and you can make any night of the week without having to go to the grocery store for a special trip for ingredients. Right. And the biggest thing for me, like you said, with the uh, with the bread, that was the mm. first thing I was just like, well, if you can't beat them, join them. <laughs> and like after month three in the quarantine, like I started making sourdough and mm. I gave the sourdough starter a name nice. and stuff like that. And like I made uh Sourdough bagels. Ooh, yum. I'm and, intimidated by bagels. Did you boil them? Uh, yes, I did. It was it was super like easy, super easy to do. Okay. But the uh the whole part that uh turned me away was just the fact like it's bread and it's sticky and mm-hmm. like it's so messy. Really like I'm not the biggest like even though I cook a lot, like getting my hands dirty when I cook, like bread it's just like you got to get your hands in there. Right. So the whole time I'm just like, flour, flour, flour. And like, <laughs> after all this time, I finally bought a bench scraper. Oh, uh, I really should do the same, honestly. Just so I could handle it. But uh, but no, I made uh, bagels and my roommate, he, uh, he was definitely into the idea. Because every time we go get uh food together and like it'll be like oh well do you want uh what kind of bread do you want and he'll be like do you have sourdough (laughs) and i'm like sourdough bread is like it should be an option at most places Mm -hmm. because it's really good but with the uh with how uh like how popular it got like uh they had a hulu commercial and they're like all right like are you tired of making sourdough bread? And I was like, I feel like this is a personal attack right now. <laughs> uh, I bet a lot of people were in the same boat because we were all making the same kind of bread at the beginning there. Right. It was a fun learning experience. But no, there are, like, I have encountered, uh, like, the snobbery that comes with, like, home cooking. Oh. Because people will be like, well, I do it this way. Like, everybody thinks their way is the best of way. Of course. But one of the one of the things I found myself doing was uh my roommate's girlfriend uses a uh garlic crusher mm. and I don't own one, so I was just like, No, you just peel and chop the garlic <laughs> and then when I f- made the pasta sauce and it was like, use eight cloves of garlic and I was like, I had to just that whole ordeal took like ten minutes. Oh my god. And I was like, It'd be better if I had a garlic crusher. <laughs> Honestly, she was on to something. Right. But one of the things, uh, cooking-wise, like, get, uh, recently, because every time I watch BA, I would see the uh, episode where they went through, like, what's your favorite knife to use? Oh, okay. And uh, somebody said in the comments, it's kind of like, like, it's like watching a wizard in Harry Potter describe their wand. <laughs> and I'm like, it totally is. It really is. Because I bought, like... Like, starting out, I was like, I'll get a knife. And I didn't know what I was doing at the time. Mm -hmm. So I just got, like, a $20 knife from Walmart. And so I was just like, all right, like, look at me go. (laughs) And now, like, recently I just uh, gifted myself, like, a a more affordable version of, like, Brad's, like, butcher knife. Because I was like, I have big hands. I need a big knife. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, when I was cutting the garlic, I was like, like it just now works. I understand. Like it just works. I was just like, okay, this is it. it. Like I'm peaceful and this and that. I don't know, but uh, giving you a cooking hypothetical. Okay. You're going to a dinner party. What do you bring? I'm going to a dinner party. I would honestly. I always end up bringing um, sliced fruit to parties because uh, because I have like diet restrictions and right. I don't like to be annoying about it so I always bring something that I know that I'll just devour and everybody else will also enjoy but if it's um like a hot dish kind of party where everybody you know you bring a casserole or something of the sorts um probably uh oh there's this super easy pasta that I always make for my parents and um so I guess that's what I would take to a party but it's called um 
aglio e olio, and mm-hmm. so it's just garlic and olive oil. Super right. fast, super easy, and pasta you can make in like large quantities in no time. Right. For me, definitely. Like, if I'm having a, if it's like a friend dinner party, definitely mac and cheese. Because I can, like, I don't, I don't mean to brag, but <laughs> like my go-to recently has been uh, there's this YouTube uh, cooker also like Babish, mm-hmm. and his name is uh, Ethan Chablowski. I'm not familiar. And he he was like, hey, you don't need to add all this water to the pasta. Like, just add, like, he took a cast iron skillet, put pasta in there, like, uh, macaroni, Uh and just topped it up with water. And you just let it boil. And then, like, he just added uh, half a a can of evaporated milk and cheese. And you have, like, that's a perfectly easy... That is like, so easy. So I'm out here making a bechamel every did. time. <laughs> no, because that was that was also where I had to curb being my snobby cook self. Because at the beginning, I was like, once I learned how to make chicken alfredo, mm-hmm. that was just like like making the roux and then be like, it's no longer a roux anymore. It's a bechamel. Right. <laughs> all that sort of stuff. So that was definitely... Uh, that, but definitely my dinner, par- the dinner party dish I'd bring is mac and cheese because nice. it's super easy to throw together. And most people don't complain about mac and no, cheese. No, you can't go wrong with carbs and cheese. Right. <laughs> but no, uh, but no, another aspect of like, f- like food video culture I wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be pretty biased here because I don't like it, <laughs> but you can't escape like cooking videos on Facebook. And oh. I'm really taking a shot at Tasty. I think that's where my, like, unconsciously, that's where my, like, obsession with cooking videos started right. was on Facebook. And now I'm just, like, not really interested in Facebook. But um, those Tasty videos, like, I would save them and think I was going to look at them later and try to recreate it. Never did. Right. But I have issues with the Facebook videos, too, Um I feel like they don't go in depth enough and like there's a lot of stuff that they're a lot of steps they're skipping a lot of like details and like important information that they're not including just to make it look fast and easy. Right. Like I think like like you're saying like they go for the fast and easy approach and they're just like well this is pretty cooking you're not going to see like all the dishes that pile up and this and that and like how we have to change and like that's what's so endearing about like Babish and BA and stuff like that. Like, I love it when, like, a chef leaves in, like, okay, I messed that up. Mm-hmm. And, like, Babish, like, it'll be like, oh, okay, I messed that up, so don't do that. Right. And then they continue on with the video. It's like, these people, we don't need to hold them to some kind of, like, ungodly chef standard because they're real people and they had to learn at some point as well and they're just trying to teach you. Right. And it's not like watching a personality. Like, when I say, like, like tasty doesn't have any it's just per- hands personality it's just hands yeah and it's not personality like like guy fieri or rachel ray like yeah. all these like and i think that's why people go to all these youtube people because they seem genuine mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like uh when like with uh like all the videos with claire it'll just be like oh yeah like when i found out she went to harvard i was like and she's making cooking videos? <laughs> Baking is a science Legit. that is a scary time. Like, I wish I could be half the baker that she is. Oh, yeah. But no, uh, I guess to round out our discussion, what's a uh, cooking thing, like, you're trying to get better at in the future? Like, what are you aiming at trying to accomplish? Um, I want to learn and become... I guess proficient in um, cooking chicken. I don't eat chicken, but right. like other people in my family do, and like my loved ones do, and I just want it. Like I'm very, as like contradictory as it sounds. Like I'm the way like you take apart a chicken is like really interesting to me, and like it doesn't gross me out right. as one might assume that it does because I don't eat chicken. But um, just like there are. 
so many and there's so many th- different things you can do with chicken and like all its different parts and innards and pieces and stuff like that right. so yeah just really getting better at making chicken to start and then like delving more into just meats in general because just because i like i said don't eat it doesn't mean other people that i love don't no i saw this video where like and so many chefs have done this already but like them taking apart like a little like a little chicken yeah and i'm like I have I have to try it eventually, and I feel like that'll be like my home cook tester. Like, can you take apart a bird and? And like, there's like a way to do it. Cook it know? bit by bit, and the only thing that keeps me from trying it is people are like, "Okay, you need like kitchen shears to like cut the spine out mm-hmm. of the chicken," and I'm like, "Ooh," but no, definitely the biggest uh, like cooking mountain I'm trying to climb here. Is Italian food because like like you do have like on the easy spectrum like the chicken alfredo, mm-hmm. but like like uh, last year I tried to make ravioli, Ooh. and the, when I put it in the water to boil, it just all the innards broke like it broke apart and it oh, didn't stay no. shut. So definitely Italian food, more specifically pasta. Mm-hmm. TikTok is a good place for that. There's a um, creator or whatever they're called that i watch called um Sheck eats mm-hmm. and he makes all this homemade pasta and makes his own noodles and so it makes it look super easy right check it out if you're on tiktok yet but no thank you christina <laughs> for joining me on this episode awesome thanks for having me andrew welcome back to another episode of popcat where we talk about all things movie tv music and just general pop culture here joining me today is brianna parsons Hi, thank you for having me today. I appreciate it. Thank you for joining me. And I had you on today because uh, you've been working on a health and wellness podcast. And why don't you let the people know a bit about that? Yeah, so my podcast is called Knowing Your Why. And uh, I believe that it's very important to know like what, what your purpose is, why you're here on this earth. And just by building your purpose, you gain a lot of, like, resilience from it and just mental well-being. So that's kind of what I talk about in the podcast and just also bring awareness to mental health and just general wellness. All right. And what's been, uh, or who, per se, has been uh, some of your guests that you have talked with as of late? Yeah. So I've talked to one of my friends, Abby, and another one of my friends, Christina. And they both did really great on it, and I'm glad that I got to interview them and talk with them, and both of them had different perspectives on their versions of wellness and resiliency, so that was really interesting to interview each of them. And I I will add on with that, like, definitely interviewing, I feel interviewing people definitely gives you more perspective and what Mm -hmm. they've got going on, whether it is health and wellness or whether you're talking about TV and movies. Because uh, I've noticed in doing PopCat that... Just you learn a lot about people's backgrounds when you're interviewing people, and especially uh, like knowing a lot about people's movie or music choices. You know, like, oh, this who inform this informs who they are. Like, like a lot of people, like, like uh, for example, like a lot of uh, one of the things I wanted to get on. Uh, people will be like, oh, this certain artist got me through a tough time. Mm-hmm. And so things like that. And uh, that's definitely one I hear about where a lot of music really shapes people's journey in life. And if you don't mind me asking, what have been uh, some music that like you've noticed have changed people's lives? Uh, yeah, people in gen- like people in general, just like definitely music that brings like emotion to them. It brings out like nostalgic memories of anything of that sort that can help them kind of like find relief or just find happiness in that song or bring back specific memories. Uh, for me personally, I listen to Skillet a lot, and it's really empowerful to me, uh, just because like I'm a Christian too, so. Uh, it's a Christian rock band, so that's really been beneficial to me. Right. And yeah, just like with my friends, it's any kind of music that brings them peace and joy. Right. And uh, another point I wanted to bring up with you've seen a lot, like a lot of people are talking about mental health and just general well being and things like that. Like you see with a lot of businesses, they're just like, okay, 
like a lot of people are trying to normalize doing things like taking a day off of work for just general general mental health and decreasing of stress. And I definitely I would like to see that more in corporations and businesses, especially like like you're you're a senior as well, right? I'm a junior slash senior, yeah. <laughs> right. But uh like especially me, like I'm graduating and like some of these jobs can be pretty high stress. Yeah. And it would it like it'd be nice to know that these businesses that you're working for have your back in that mm-hmm. aspect. Yeah. Like they understand you are a person. You're you are gonna have pitfalls sometimes and sometimes you need to step away so you can come back and be better. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, I haven't really heard that people are going to do, like, taking a day off for mental health. I haven't heard of that just now that you mentioned that. But I do understand, like, why they would do that. Just to have people kind of, like, regather themselves if they have, like, a really stressful day or just something is just really bothering them. I do understand that, that they would take, like, mental health days. Uh, But also, it is really important to know, like, how to cope with it so you're not always taking mental health days. So always learn how to cope with your problems and find ways to deal with it as well so you're not taking off like your whole vacation time right but now something i wanted to bring up because i realized in learning a bit about your podcast and thinking about general health and wellness i've been unknowingly uh trying to better my health and wellness Mm -hmm. without even thinking about it uh and the thing that prompted me was it, uh, have, are you familiar with a show called The Good Place? Yeah. Uh, it's like throughout the whole show for some of the listeners that don't know, it's very, like it brings up a lot of moral discussions about what it is to be a better person and like how to make mm-hmm. good ethical decisions and ultimately like where you want to end up like at the end of your journey. Yeah. And that got me thinking about it. And once I finished the show, I was just like, okay, I need to be a better Andrew is the way I phrased it. And, like, I feel there'll definitely be, uh, like, TV shows that connect with people like that. And that really struck a chord with me because, like, I remember, like, after that, like, my general wellness homework i guess per se for life was just like try to do a good deed a day whether it's holding the door open for somebody or like i know i was coming out of the parking lot and uh this girl's car was like stuck and i hopped like i went down the road and i turned back and i was like hey would you like any help and she was like no that's okay but like it's taking these small steps whether it's for yourself or other people that definitely make you feel better Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, being kind, just like the simple act of kindness is one of the best things that you can give or receive, and it's free. It's totally free to be kind, and I don't, like, there's no reason not to be kind. Like, yes, people get in bad moods at, bad moods at times, but overall, being kind will just help everyone, really. <laughs> right. But no, uh, I guess uh, just with... Uh, you're working on uh, your podcast, Know Your Why, as a uh, project. Yes. And so uh, what have you learned so far in talking with these people and developing this project? Yeah, so I've definitely learned a lot about just like how other people kind of view mental health because like, it's, pro- it's different from what I view it as. And everyone kind of views it differently and they have their own coping mechanisms. They have their own ways of building resilience. They have their own ways of learning what their purpose is. And through that, it has really helped me realize that, like, yes, like, we're all different. Like, I knew that before, but, like, just, like, talking to other people, like, we're all different. We all come from different places. Um, but together, like, we we do things differently, but, like, we meet in the center with, like, a general general idea of something, like, with the resilience. Like, we all come together to be resilient, but, like, we do it in our own ways. Right. And what's been your overall, like, what the biggest surprise to you of how people view just general health and wellness? Yeah, so I've only had the chance to talk to two people so far. But I just think one of the biggest things would just be, like, just the ways that they 
that they use like their coping mechanisms and they use their <clears throat> ways to be well like just specific things like other people like watch like YouTube videos and I exercise or something like it's just kind of different to see what people think would be beneficial to help them right uh, another point uh, that I wanted to bring up from my class we were talking about just general business managing and we brought up uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs which is just like here are the things people need uh, from the basic to the complex mm-hmm. for wanting to feel safe and secure and things like that and the uh, question that uh, Professor Hearn presented was do you feel more uh, businesses and more bosses should take this into consideration with their training and i definitely said yes because it helps these businesses view the people as people and they know like so they'll know like here's how they're feeling here's what's going on and it'll definitely help like them not only be a better employee but have a better time at work because the most basic thing I really hear about from fan, friends and family is like work is either like fine and mundane or it's just bad. Mm-hmm. And so I definitely feel uh, that with that going on, like people having more training about that, it definitely impact would impact how not only the workflow would work, but just how people in the workplace treat each other. Yeah, definitely. And, like, with the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, like, I'm not exactly sure where mental health is on that aspect, but, like, even just anything in that, like, it's all surrounded by mental health. Like, mental health is, like, really, like, with your brain and how your brain works. And if your brain doesn't work well, nothing else in your body is going to work well either. So mental health and is just really important to have your mental health straight, to have everything else just flow easier as well. Right. And then going, uh, bringing the more pop culture element and i've definitely seen more on tv now like it used to be back in the day if somebody had an issue it was just like oh they're crazy they're this they're that or Mm -hmm. uh if somebody is like taking needs to better themselves on a tv show it'll be like oh they're acting really different like and it's viewed as a thing that's wrong but nowadays it'll just be like oh well like let's talk about this let's have this discussion And, uh, like, have you noticed that as of recently? Like, in just pop culture? Yeah, in TV shows and movies and things like that. Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, definitely, like, a lot of shows that kind of take, like, mental health more seriously. And even just, like, with, like, the, like, more serious shows, like The Fosters. There's a shows on, like, ABC Family like that or, like, I can't think of any of those right now. But just, like, other shows like that. Uh, just have have like a deeper meaning to life to it and they're not like comedy they're more so like related to actual life experiences so they take into consideration like real life things that people would go through right like one of the most uh popular ones a show i used to watch this is us where like yeah all those characters are trying to work through trauma yeah and better themselves and i i feel it's definitely normalized like bettering yourself and these are real issues and we can talk about them in a constructive way oh yeah and then yeah just like with the up and coming like movies like i i know that there's like more movies about like more mental health stuff like of course there's like the original movies of like comedies and all of that but like there are other movies talking about specific things like i know there's actually a movie um, about the pandemic even that they right. made like they're trying to like incorporate more like real life things into media and pop culture and yes there is still a lot of stigma around it but it is definitely a lot better than what it has been in years past and we just need to keep on continuing fighting the stigma of mental health right and I guess to uh round out the end of the talk After, like, I know you said you've done two episodes so far of your podcast, but where do you see, like, what's your next goal to tackle in this realm? So I have a series of, like, five podcasts right now. So after I finish the five, uh, I'm going to probably maybe start planning another series 
of it, maybe like not exactly knowing your why, but like just a spinoff of it mm-hmm. and do different kinds and then just incorporate that into my already like social media campaigns that I'm already doing and just continue learning about people and their wellness and how they become resilient and knowing their purpose and like hard work and determination and then just general wellness like sleep, exercise, social life, nutrition and just kind of just further with that like with everything that I'm doing with the podcast with like my campaigns that I already have going I just kind of incorporate all of that and just jump even further with it and just continue motivating people with wellness and mental health. And I guess for the people that, uh, that don't know, uh, why don't you tell us a bit about uh, some of these campaigns you're working on? Yeah, so I am the founder and like creator of a campaign called Resiliency Strong. Um, I started it with my internship that I had over the summer. And it's basically just a campaign to bring about wellness, uh, talk about resiliency, how to gain resiliency. Uh, I go five days a week, so I post each day. And each day is a different topic, like Monday is like Motivational Monday. So I have quotes. Tuesday is a Kindness Matters campaign that I'm doing with my job, actually, with um, Beacon back in Omaha. And Wednesdays, uh, Take Action and Be Resilient. So I give, like, the audience, like, an action that they can take, like, maybe, like, do, like, open a door for someone or just give someone a compliment. Right. And... Thursday is wellness blog, so I have a blog for that. And then Friday is send off Friday. It's just like a motivational quote just to help people get through the weekend. And then the kindness matters. That's actually through Beacon, like I said. Um, But that one is just literally kindness matters. It's literally just about to be kind, ways to be kind, ways that others can show kindness, Um, talking about different aspects of kindness, talking about previous actions that people have taken to be kind and just really overall it's just really just like all about just being better versions of yourself with like the resiliency strong and the kindness matters right and i guess uh to end out on that like you saying that like different versions of yourself like i talked to my mom about like like different steps i've taken in college especially have impacted who i am like who i was as a senior in high school is definitely not who I am now as a senior in college. Oh, yeah. But no, uh, I'd like to thank you for joining me, Brianna. Yeah, thank you so much. I had fun. That has been another episode of PopCat. Be sure to stay tuned and check out for more episodes.